0: Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast.
1: Stacey Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Man, I am great. I am I was excited over the weekend because I mean it's not it's not sports, but it is an NFL draft and it was just fun to watch that. It's some something sports wise, so it was great to have that over the weekend. Oh, you ain't
0: kidding. I I've needed sports in my life for several weeks now and yes uh it was so fun to have that draft, and uh, you know it was a little different this year with it having to be virtual. But I, you know, I think overall they've done a pretty good job of of you know handling everything. I don't remember any really big technical difficulties.
1: No, there wasn't. The funny part about it was uh, the second night, the second and third round. It was getting later in the third round. I thought somebody needed to give give oh uh, Roger Goodell a daggum red bull <laughs> he yeah was, he was sort of <laughs> that that cracked
0: me up when you know it, it first in the first night he started out in a suit and then he went to a more casual outfit and then like you said the second night he was he was about to pass out in his in his lazy boy <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I was a man that boy's struggling <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny but you know talking about the draft it was another great year for, for alabama and uh, they had a total of uh nine selections, which is you know incredible and you know hey props to l s u they had fourteen selections in the draft this year that's that's incredible but yeah. uh uh and you know it kind of makes sense of why they you know they went undefeated they kind of had you know we've talked about it they caught lightning in a bottle this last season with joe burrow and joe brady and and all that talent they had and uh it's all gone now and it's it's coach o and a handful of other guys so yeah. we'll, we'll kind of see what they're made of this upcoming season but uh you know the draft like we said it was a great great draft for Alabama and uh you know nine players overall taken then we've had a couple guys picked up and as undrafted free agents so uh you know Saban just keeps doing his thing and sending guys to
1: the NFL oh yeah for sure and I want to make the comment that not only was it a good draft for Alabama, of course, and LSU, but for the SEC, there was only one school that didn't get a drafty, and that was Ole Miss. So there's somebody from the, and every SEC school besides Ole Miss that is represented. You, know, you that, know, that's kind of wild to me. I
0: don't know how many guys Ole Miss lost, but I find it hard to believe that they didn't have one draftable guy on their on their entire roster. That, that's me too. That's, that was eligible. I don't know. That, that's kind of that's kind of strange, but. It is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It uh, is. But uh, I guess we can kind of dig on into uh, you know the draft picks now and and kind of how they fit into the situation that they're in now. And uh, so obviously, first off, the first pick that that you know from Alabama was to Tua Tonga Valoa at, at number five to the Dolphins, and uh, you know, a lot of people thought was well, it going to be the Dolphins? Is it going to be the Chargers? And you know. I was saving and I was actually watching the, uh, the ABC uh, broadcast that night and it was Kirk Herbstreet. And as right before Goodell was making the, the announcement of the selection, Kirk is, is pretty much hollering, do not screw this up, Miami. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and they didn't, they made the right choice that uh, they picked Tua. Uh uh has one, Thing that that you have to worry about, and that's his injuries.
1: Yeah,
0: and that that's it. There's no question about his game. There's no question about his talent. So, if two is healthy, two is gonna two is gonna help you win a lot of football games. So it was a no brainer. uh You know, I- I've heard Dan Orlask- orlowski or however you say his name on on ESPN for the last month. You no. know, be- beating a dead horse about how if you pass up on two you're you're probably passing up on the next Drew breeze or somebody close to that and yeah. and if you're willing to do that uh that, that's crazy and he talks about how you know if you're an NFL team you have to take chances i mean you can't you can't just you know not roll the dice every once in a while especially when you're somebody like Miami and they have not been good in so long
1: yeah for sure and and Miami pretty much has a need across the board but, but their one major need, of course, was a quarterback. And, and they solidified that spot for years to come with Tua. And, I mean, as an Alabama fan, I'm going to miss that guy. You know? And you talked about there's no question about his talent, about you know, his worth. that. There's also not any question about his heart. I mean, he comes in and, and, you know, he gives everything to the situation where he's at. Whether it was Alabama, I know he's going to do the same at Miami. And man, you know, just watching him the last couple of years has been has been amazing. And uh, you know, Ed, I, I we treated it today with this little thread that when he got picked, all the Miami fans who were who were you know happy and, and ecstatic, you know, and it brought a little tear to my eye because I mean, you know, I, I love that they're getting behind a guy. And of course a lot of a lot of y'all are, you know, I'm I'm gonna follow Tua, but but of course I like I said, my number one team is the Titans. But but I know a lot of Alabama fans have jumped over to the Miami bandwagon now, and and I'm going to keep an eye on too. I think the Titans and Miami will play this year, so that's going to be fun to watch. If he, I don't know if he's going to be able to get on the field this year. Um, I haven't heard, but uh, but either if it's this year or next year, I think the Titans play Miami once every year, so it's going to be fun when he does get on the field and just seeing Tua and Derek Henry on the same field uh, again. Well, if Tua is healthy
0: and which we have every reason to believe that he is, because that's what the doctors have said, then I don't see how they're going to keep him off the field. I mean, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's no Tua. No. No, he's not. And so, I I mean, I think Tua is a guy that would be ready uh, day one. And, I mean, we'll see, though. I mean, like you said, they they, they might want to hold him out just to hold him out, you know, and uh, let him, you know, grow in the playbook or, or whatever you have, but uh it, it kind of the way they drafted and the way they made the trade for uh the running back out of San Francisco his name's slipping right now but he's he's a proven back with with elite speed mm-hmm. um and and they and he he's only on a one year contract so uh he has one year left on his deal so i mean it feels like they're kind of they're kind of pushing some stuff to, to to maybe try to contend this year you know Brady is no longer in that division so yeah. i mean that division is is you know it's it's it's, it's free it's it's wide open I it's see it's it's Miami New England Buffalo and the Jets right
1: yeah that's right and so, you know, the Jets I mean, have been forever
0: you know so, so. I mean
1: I, I, Buffalo to
0: me is the right now would be the be the team to beat it, I mean I, I don't know how good the Patriots are going to be. I mean, if Jarrett if Jarrett Stidham's their quarterback, I mean, I'm not knocking Jarrett Stidham. I mean, I think he's an okay quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady. No. So, no. No, I uh, I, it, it, I think I think Miami has seen a uh, you know a, a crack in the window f- for them, and maybe they can maybe they can put their hands in and raise the window up and and you know make a little run. But you know they won they won what five games last year, and yeah. they don't have they didn't have any talent last year. No. And, and you know, overall, Miami had a pretty decent draft. And like I said, they they uh, they traded for that back out of out of, from, from San Francisco. I, I
1: cannot think of his name. Do you remember his name? I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but he's he was, a good back. He's a good back. And and they also uh, built up their offensive line. I think they what took three offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, T- two guards and a tackle. Yeah. So I mean, they're 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 in the future mode where they're they're going to protect too. And. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm with you. they had a really good draft. Uh they're they're building an offense up. Uh I expect, you know, in the future drafts they're probably working that defense a little bit. But right. off- yeah, and hey, while we're with Miami, let's just go ahead and mention the Raekwon Davis
0: selection that they made at yeah. number fifty six overall, which uh you know, that's kind of a good place for him. They actually have a few guys on that defensive front that are, you know, they're they're pretty good players and uh I think he'll fit in well with their defensive scheme and uh Raikwan's a guy that that has shown flashes of being a really good football player and I mean there was talks after his sophomore year that he I mean he he was going to be a top 10 pick you know when you talk about a guy that six, 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 seven, three, ten plus can move long arms uh athletic uh I mean that's that, that's somebody you got to keep your eye on so uh I think that's a really good pick for them. Uh, Miami overall had a pretty good draft, and uh, one of their best drafts that they had in a long time. You know, this is a deep class really across the board. There was a lot of talent in this class. It was. But uh, moving on down the line, uh, the, the the second pick from Alabama was Jedrick Wills uh, to the Cleveland Browns at number 10 overall. Uh,
1: Jake, what were your, what were your thoughts on that pick? I mean, I, I actually like it for the Browns. You know, Our, you know, I didn't watch a lot of the Browns game last year, but you know, they built a lot of offensive weapons for, you know, for Baker Mayfield, but his biggest problem was he was screaming for his life or he was getting sat. So I think they led the league in the stack, So I mean they need some help on the offensive line. And you know what what we know what Wills can do. Uh the only knot that he has, you know, was he he did jump off size a lot, but but we have heard from um, from our very own ricky green that that was a little bit due to um oh um the the center from last year not i can't think of his name you know who he is. Dickerson. yeah yeah dickson um the snap counts with him but you know judge Will is an awesome talent and um i think he's gonna he's gonna be uh i think they talked about moving him to the left tackle maybe right so so you know he's going to be uh, catching that blind side, and I think he's up for the job for sure. Yeah, it's a
0: really it's a really good pick for uh, for Cleveland, and I was a little bit surprised that he he lasted till there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought he might go at uh, at Arizona. I thought they might pick a tackle. I'm trying to think who Arizona picked with their first pick, but I can't remember Isaiah. Uh, Sam- yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, because Isaiah Simmons failed. Yeah. You know, he Isaiah Simmons was, was projected between but be like three and five and he fell to like seven. So, you know, yeah. I don't blame Arizona for taking him there. But uh so that's a really, really good spot for Cleveland to get a guy like Jed Wheels. And, you know, like Jake mentioned, he's played right tackle his entire career at Alabama, which was the blind side for two. Right. But, uh I'm sh- I think he's probably gonna be asked to, to to switch to the left side and I think he can play it. I know he's not six six, he's six four, but uh, he's got long enough arms, he's very, very athletic. Jed Wills is very athletic for, for a man his size, and uh, I, I don't think you'll have a problem on the left side. And, and like Jake mentioned, the Browns needed somebody. Uh, yeah. I, I don't care for Baker Mayfield,
1: but that guy was having to run for his life last year. <laughs> he was. And did I see? Oh, my bad. No, I go was, ahead. I am just gonna say, didn't I see a graphic about Jed Wills about uh, he only allowed allowed one sack his entire career at Alabama, or something like that. To that effect. Uh, that's what I saw. I yeah. I can't believe that. If that's if that's Look, true, that's unbelievable. It is, especially like you said, for side. Blindside. Yeah, he uh, he was a really, he was a really good college tackle, and I, yes. I, I
0: he seems like a guy to me that that can be a, a pro bowler for you know ten plus seasons.
1: And and don't forget his little his little gift now where uh, he's dancing after the touchdown against georgia that oh, yeah. Heard. yeah i love that i know it
0: <laughs> oh, but, but moving on down moving on down we have uh henry Ruggs being taken uh number 12 overall to the las vegas raiders which is weird to say the las yeah. vegas raiders that's so weird it is <laughs> but uh you know he's the first receiver taken over the likes of jerry judy and cd lamb from oklahoma so uh you know, I, I I have to think that a lot of it has to do with that speed that 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 Rugs has. There's nobody in this draft. There's only a couple guys in the league other than him that that can run the way he can run. So uh, he he's going to fit in well with what John Gruden wants to do if they can find a quarterback that that, that can get him the ball. Henry Ruggs is going to have a really good career.
1: I agree, and I was somewhat surprised that it wasn't uh, Jared Guty first to uh, go, but but it was a great pick for, for the Raiders. Uh, like you talked about, the speed that Russ has is, is unbelievable. The, their only knock is, like you said, um, you know, I really don't trust Eric Carr, but they did go and get Mariota. Mariota, of course, being a, a former Titan, his biggest drawback was, of course, injuries. So I don't know, if you know, who they'll have at quarterback, but as long as they give the ball to, to Russ and he gets a couple – you know, a couple steps on a on a corner, man. He's gone. There, there's yeah. no doubt.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Rugs is, and you know, uh, you know, a lot of guys that are 5'11", 195 pounds, and run four, in the four twos. That's all they can do is run in the four twos. That's not rugs. Rugs will grow across the middle. Uh, he'll he'll make the the jumping, leaping catch over the defender. Uh, he's he's the complete package as a receiver. He's he's a willing blocker. So. Uh, he's not just a speed
1: guy. No, he's not. He's he's a little bit of do it all top player.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's going to have a, a very good career, and so is the next guy, Jerry Judy, who was taken 15th overall by the Broncos. Going to be matched up with a second year quarterback, Drew Locke, out of Missouri. So uh, that that'll be interesting. I think they took three receivers in this draft. Uh, Denver yep. did plus a tight end. Uh, so, you know, they're loading up on the offensive side of the ball. And they, they already got Cortland Sutton there in Denver. So they have a really strong receiver receiving core right now. You know, now they have Albert O from Missouri as a tight end, along with Noah Fant, who they took in the first round last year. So uh, Drew Locke has some weapons, and, and Jerry Judy's at the top of the list.
1: Oh, yeah. And I love this fit for Denver um, because – you know Jared Judy. You know he was claimed to be the best route runner and in this draft and, and in Alabama, of course. But you know, um, and Drew Locke, he can throw the ball. Uh, I think one of his biggest issues, of course, was um, was the offensive line a little bit. But um, but you know well, with they, with these receivers and there's now this good tight end coming in. You know he can get rid of it pretty quick. And and you know I, I think they're going to be pretty set with uh, with Jared Judy. Yeah, they should have
0: a really good offense this season. And of course, you know they're going to be pretty good on defense with Von Miller. So, oh, yeah, uh, sure. coming after the quarterback. So, that's, you know, Denver. Denver's one of those teams that, that helped themselves out a lot. It's, they, they needed help in the offense. You know, Joe Flacco was the quarterback for most of the season last year. Drew Locke was battling some injuries. Uh, you know, Flacco just don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't really fit today's game. He he can't really move around in the pocket. He's a statue back there. So, uh, you know, I, I think Locke and, and all those weapons, like you know, with Jerry Judy, like like Jake mentioned, his route running ability is is just is, is second to none. I mean, you could argue that he's he might be the best route runner in the NFL right now, and he hadn't even took a snap. So, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him kind of grow with with the young guys that are already there, C- Courtland settlement. Cortland Sutton's only been in the league a couple of years. And like we mentioned, they they drafted the tight end last year and this year. And then two or three other receivers besides Judy. So they got a young offensive core. And uh, you know, we can kind of watch them grow together and, and see them progress.
1: Oh yeah. And um another thing that on on Judy is his second step, you know, he he plants that foot and then switches you know, going back upfield, it's quicker than anybody I've seen. You know, he he made so many people look stupid trying to tackle him by just planting that foot and changing directions. It's it's unbelievable. You, you know the thing
0: to me about about all the Alabama receivers, even even the couple, the two guys that are going to be back this season for Alabama, and Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith, but Ruggs and Judy and Smitty and Waddle, they kept you know and two was so accurate, especially on those RPO slants. That they they don't have to slow down. You know, a lot of receivers have to slow down to catch the ball. Right. Those guys don't. None of those guys ever have to slow down to catch the ball because they they're just they're such great hands catchers that that they they can just keep running full speed and two would put it on their face mask and they just that's why they scored on so many of those slant plays mm-hmm. because the ball the ball was accurately placed and they don't have to slow down to catch it and. Then they're just a lot more athletic than the other guys chasing them. So, uh, yeah. it's it, Alabama has been blessed with some receivers the last few years, and uh, Jerry Judy's as good as any of them. I agree, man. He's
1: he was awesome to watch, that's for sure. Uh,
0: you know, and, and now we're moving into the to the second round guys, and uh, you know, to me, the next guy that got picked was Xavier McKinney at number thirty six overall by the Giants. To me, they got one of the best value picks of the entire draft because I think X was probably a top-20 player, maybe top-15 player, honestly, in this draft. And uh, he, he was taken at 36th overall. So tremendous value for the Giants there. Uh, Xavier McKinney is the complete safety. He can play in the box. He can he can play up high. He can do whatever you need him to do. Uh, to me, he's, a, he's another version of Isaiah Simmons without being 6'3", uh, 240, and running a three. You know, I mean, size is is great and speed is great, but as far as as far as the ability to to play multiple positions, X can do those things as well, and
1: I think he's going to make the Giants very happy. Oh, I agree, hundred percent, man. You know, I I was with you. I felt like Xavier should have been a first round pick, and when he slid, you know, he didn't he didn't slide too too long. The Giants snatched him up and. You know, I I'm gonna miss that because I mean he was the the quarterback of the defense after Moses went down last year, and I mean he was like you said he was in the box, he was covering, he was everywhere on the field. I talk about headhunters a lot, uh, especially with Alabama defensive players. And this dude was a headhunter. You know he he was a ball hawk. He knew where the ball was at, and you know he he was amazing to to watch. But you know I'm gonna miss him, but but the Giants right here, like you said, they got still the steal, of the draft, I believe, and uh, and they're going to be excited for the years to come with him in that back, you know, in the in the secondary. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the last album,
0: the safety they drafted in the second round uh, went to a couple of Pro Bowls for him, and that was that was Landing Collins. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a feeling that that's probably going to work uh, in the same way uh, for the Giants this time around. And, and next up, we have a. Uh, Somebody that I think is uh, somebody that has, you know, potentially the most upside out of anybody that was drafted for, from Alabama, and that, that's Trayvon Diggs, who went 51st overall to the Cowboys. Won't you talk a little bit about him, Jake?
1: Yeah, Trayvon was a was a shutdown corner, and uh, you know he um, he, he was uh, on the primary receivers, and, and they hardly ever looked his way because I mean he he shut down uh, at Alabama and. This was a very good pick for Dallas because they, they needed some secondary help. And again, Trayvon Diggs, uh, that is going to solidify uh one corner position for him. I believe they got another good point on the other side. Our friend Samuel, uh, we had on here a couple a couple of times already. He's a big Dallas fan. I think he said they they need some secondary help. And I know he's already messaged us and uh, said he loves this pick. And and I do too for Dallas. Yeah, and, and it was it's pretty good
0: value too. I think Diggs was probably a top thirty-five player in this draft, and that they got him at fifty-one. So, you know, good value there. But I mean, you're talking about Diggs; he's he's almost 6'2", 205 or so, two ten. Extremely long arms, extremely athletic, and you know, one thing that's that's kind of forgotten is that he only played corner in college for two seasons. He sure. started out as a wide receiver at Alabama, then he got hurt. Uh, and then he, he played two his last two years at corner. So yeah. and he could actually come back for another year. I believe he had a red shirt year. Yeah. Or or a you know, a medical year, something like that. I think he had another year he could have played. So uh I he's he still new and pretty green to the position. You know, he he against L S U he didn't have his best game. He just seemed like he was kinda on his heels that entire game. I I'm not sure if he was just not confident in what you know, he was being coached to do or what was being asked of him or, you know, what was going on. Of course, LSU has great receivers, but right. uh, he didn't have his best game. But y- you see flashes of what Trayvon can do. And, you know, with, with NFL coaching and, you know, you know he, he's not going to have to play every single down, most likely for the Cowboys right now to start things. So uh, I think Trayvon in, in two years, you're going to look back and say, man, I can't believe he wasn't a first-round pick. So, uh, that's what I think of Trayvon Diggs. He's, obviously, he comes from from an athletic family. His brother's one of the best receivers in, in the league. So, uh, uh, I'm happy for Trayvon. Dallas is a good situation for him.
1: I agree with what I'm saying. And before, you know, we, we're going down the list. We are talking about Alabama players. And there was one former Alabama player, and we still love him, Jalen Hurts. And I feel like we need to talk about him a bit going to Philadelphia. How, how do you see See him uh, in Philadelphia. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting pick because, you know, they have a young
0: quarterback in Carson Wentz. But uh, I, I can see Doug Peterson. He You know, he tries to he, – he comes up with some great plays. Of course, he had that that incredible uh, reverse pass or whatever you want to call it in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that, that pretty much won him the game. Yeah. Uh, so, he, he's innovative. I think Jalen's going to see the field a pretty good bit his rookie season, much like – New Orleans uses uh, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I, I can see that. Uh, it's a really good fit for Jalen. He don't have to worry about going in and, and starting right away. But, you know, Jalen's one of those guys that if he does have to start, he'll be ready. He may not blow up the stat sheet, but he'll be ready to play. He's not going to look lost. So I'm happy for Jalen. Jalen's one of my all-time favorite players, and uh, I, I just I, I just wish Jalen nothing but the best. Uh, he, he's he's probably one of the greatest competitors and teammates and leaders that I've ever seen in my lifetime.
1: I agree. And we, we, you know, we beat a dead horse with him. Um, You know, he, whenever Tua took over, he could have, he could have walked in, but like you said, he stayed at Alabama and whenever we needed him, he stepped on the field and still delivered, especially in that, uh, that championship game. I see championship game few years ago in that second half, man. That was awesome to see. And, and this pick here, like I'm with you. I think they're going to get on the field some uh, in, in different varieties. And uh, and another thing is, you know, Carson Wentz, I don't think he's had a full year in the NFL where he's been healthy. So, I mean, you know, we, he may see the field a whole lot more depending on Carson Wentz's injury situation. So, you know, I'm with you. I love Jalen. Uh, like you said, he was he was awesome. He was a great competitor, a great teammate, and nothing but the best for that guy, man. Absolutely. He's he's one of my favorite players ever. And I know he didn't
0: finish at Alabama, but when he was at Alabama, he finished.
1: That's and right. He,
0: fin- he finished that Georgia game for us. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I know I'm like a bunch of Alabama fans. I, I cried that day for Jalen and for, mm-hmm. you know, for what he did for the program and how he stuck it out. And I was a lot like saving in that post game interview. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know it, man. It was tear jerking
0: for sure. But, uh, you know we're winding things down now uh we've already discussed uh the next guy Raquan who went 56 overall to the dolphins and uh next up we have you know a guy that that uh if he if he didn't have injuries in his history would probably have been a first round pick yeah. and uh that's that's edge rusher Terrell Lewis who who went to the Rams and uh it, you know it, there's not a whole lot to say about Terrell I mean you talk about a guy that 66 260 uh arms that are just as long as a bed i don't know i mean he's he's mad His his arms like they hang down to his ankles uh, yeah. he's just he's just a freak of nature and and like i said without the the injuries in his history and and maybe if he played a touch more consistently would be a first round pick and uh you know he, he's one of those guys if you can get after the quarterback you're always going to have a home in the league and He's gonna he's gonna be able to uh, to get after the quarterback and and I'm just gonna say this if Terrell Lewis stays healthy he will mm-hmm. be a double digit sack guy every single year in his NFL career.
1: He'll be a definitely Pro Bowler that's for sure, man. You know, you talk about the injury history. You know, I, I'm with you. If he would have stayed healthy, man, and he he would have been probably one of the top guys, uh, defensive guys, kind of like an Isaiah Simmons that would that would have gone. And um, you know, man, he like you said, his, his long arms, his reach, you know, and, and his, he's got pretty doggone good speed uh, coming off the edge as well. So, you know, if he makes that first step and he gets past the tackle, you know, he's, he's going to get that quarterback. So, I mean, I, he was an absolute competitor as well. And uh, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss all these guys, you know, but, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, every year, man, we, we go through this, you know, with, uh, with the drafts, you know, man. we're going to miss these guys. I mean, yeah, it, it's bittersweet. I mean, we're we're so excited for all these guys,
0: but then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, they're not going to be at album next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we we wish Terrell nothing but the best. Uh, he 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 had a good season this last season, and you know he really didn't start playing until about the third or fourth game of the year. Yeah, uh, you know a bunch of snaps, so he he really he really missed kind of a third of the season. So uh, you know, obviously his production wasn't going to be quite as uh, as much as what you would hope for, but you know he had a couple games where he had double, you know, I think two sacks against Arkansas, two sacks against A and M. So uh, he played really well against LSU. Uh, so uh, he, he's definitely a guy that that has a chance to be a really good player in the NFL. And and like I said, I don't have any doubt that if he stays healthy, you know, with a 16 game regular season, uh, he can be a double digit sack guy for 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 the for the Rams.
1: And, and you talk about value. That was a big value picker. In the oh, field. yes. Yes. You yes. Know, that's huge for the Rams because I believe, I think they made, they did make the playoffs last year, but they didn't really have a, a, a rusher like, like Lewis, you know, edge rusher per se, like him. And uh, he's going to, he's going to definitely help, help their playoff chances next year or that defense.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, in the NFL, you have to be able to throw the ball and you have to be able to, to, uh, to get to the passer, so uh, yeah. he's, he's definitely going to help their chances on, on uh, rushing the passer. Definitely. But the last one of the night, uh, you know, Anthony Jennings, he was selected 87th overall by uh, the, Alabama ver- the Alabama pro version or the pro version of Alabama and the New England Patriots. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Bill Belichick gets his, what seems like his annual Alabama alum (laughs) to join his 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 uh team up in uh new england so uh you know and anthony's one of those guys if he was two inches taller you're talking probably a second round player instead of uh what third round yeah probably early early second round so uh he's he's one of those guys is he the most athletic no is he the most gifted physically no does he make the most out of what he has? Absolutely. I don't know if there's a guy in the draft that gets more out of who he is
1: athletically and physically than Anthony Jennings. I agree, man. And like you talked about, you know, Bill Belichick, he's already got one great uh, linebacker from Alabama, and that's uh, Dante Hightower. So both of them in the linebacker core, oof, that that's going to give, you know, teams nightmares, you know, um, Cause, you know, whenever Jennings finally gets his feet wet and gets uh, – you know, it seems like there's a nervousness of these rookies uh, a couple games. But, you know, once he gets once he gets his feet wet and gets them uh, under him a little bit, I think he's going to be a great edge rusher off New England. And talking about Bill Belichick, you know, I think that second night <laughs> – you know, they, they kept going to you know to his little camera and he was never there as his dog, you know. So, <laughs> see, that
0: that was funny.
1: That was funny. He was like he's it's like he already knew who this gonna pick and he's like, Oh, whatever, you know, the dog just sat up there and, and just looked at the computer and you know, it was it was funny to see. But like you said, it's it's Alabama, you know, two one oh in the NFL and you know it's it was a weird uh draft for New England because you know, they do need a quarterback, but you know, maybe they're they're sold on on Stidham, or they're just you know loading up defensively and and letting, you know, maybe they go after quarterback next year because you know you know New England they all they have 400 draft picks every year. It's amazing they trade players that you never even hear of and still get high picks. It's it's crazy how how Bill Belichick and and their GM does that kind of stuff. So, but but their defense is set, especially linebacker core for for the next couple of years with Anthony and uh, Dante Hightower. Yeah,
0: you know, Anthony's like the perfect New England Patriot. He, he doesn't have – he doesn't flash with with any spectacular athletic ability or just incredible size, but he's just a daggum good football player. Yes. So I, I, I look forward to, to watching him with New England. And, uh, you know, I, like, like we mentioned, uh, we look forward to watching all these guys, uh, you know, perform at the next level. And we're going to miss somewhere wearing the crimson and white, that's for sure.
1: Definitely, man. It's uh, like you said. It's bittersweet, but but these guys, they always seem, you know, there's a few that that don't, but they they always seem to represent Alabama, you know, professionally, even when they get NFL. You know, some of these guys, you know, they they never forget where they come from and who got them there, and they're and you, if you watch them, you know, when Alabama's in the championship game, if you want, if you keep an eye on. Um, Twitter and stuff, you know, you see them tweeting, say, "Let's go, Bama, Let's get this W and stuff." So, they they don't forget, they don't lose where they come from. They still love the program in Alabama, and they they know where they come from, and and they still enjoy watching Alabama football. But man. oh yeah, oh, yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's
0: a it's a it's a brotherhood is is what it is, and there's is. so many guys in the league right now that are from Alabama. I think New Orleans is the only team that doesn't have a. Obama alum on the uh on the roster. And What's they up? kinda they they Trump, kinda I... ha- they they kinda halfway do with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think before we, we, we were gonna go, I think, you know, we kinda wanted to talk a little bit about some of the winners and losers from the draft. Uh I I'm you know, the Vikings obviously had the most picks, so you know, you know they probably got a lot of value and all the, all their players and but to me a team that that got the most out of what they had is the Cowboys. That's just, yeah. I mean, they, they, they had an incredible draft and uh, uh, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but they done a really good job in their draft.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, they got Jared Judy and, uh, or not Jared Judy, but um, they got CD lamb. That was a, a good pickup for them. Um, once uh, CD fell after rugs and Judy um, got, was taken off the board. You know, they fell right into his lap. He's going to be a great guy, and he's from Oklahoma, so I mean, he's he'd not have to travel too far from home. And um, my my winner, and I may be in a little homer here, not not the the Titans, but um, oh, but you know, I Miami, mean, you know, Tua, they got Tua, they got you know three offensive linemen to help out, and they got the tight end. I mean, he's got playmakers, you know. And and talent around him to succeed, No, you know, in year one, like we talked about earlier, if if they go that route, so you know, he, um, we're, we we believe in we believe in Tua, and yeah. uh, yeah, they've
0: they, they done they done a good job. I mean, they uh, you know, the Dolphins have not done a good job in the last several years, but they've done a really good job, uh, in this draft. The only thing that that really Concerns, not concerns me, and, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way. Just because I'm an Alabama fan, is the is the last pick they took in the first round with Noah Benagabi out of Auburn, and that just seemed like a little bit of a reach. But and it's not. I think he's a really good player, but I think he would have still been available their next selection. So that was just kind of weird to me. Now I do think he's going to fit their scheme really well. He can play the slot, and I think that's what he's going to do there uh, in Miami, and he's going to play that really well. And he he's pretty fresh to the position as well. He's only played for three years, so maybe two years. So uh, I, I think he's going to be a really good player, but it's it, it just seemed like a little bit of a reach. Not not too much, but you know maybe he drafted ten to fifteen spots too high for for my blood.
1: Yeah, you know it was kind of a, a huh. You know why did they pick him? And you know we're we're not dissing because he's going to be a really good player, I believe, in the slot, like you said, but um in nickel package, but, you know, it was kind of a reach, uh, I believe. But, you know, another – a team, I think, was a big loser. And, I mean, there, there's really – talking about a player, I think that our team that reached way high on was the Giants' Andrew Thomas. I think he's going to be re- a really good player. But going number four over the lots of wheels and, you know, and – um what's the other guy who fell um, back, back in? There was another good offensive. Oh, Tristan worse. I thought worse was going to be the first one taken. And I think they reached a little bit for Thomas. And um, another team, I think uh, did a terrible job and I've, I've seen it all across Twitter, Twitter universe, but uh, Atlanta going, you know, they really reached with uh, AJ Terrell. I, uh, in my, in my opinion, they have a lot of, yeah,
0: they, that, that, that was a reach for them. Uh, you know the the Packers didn't really address a lot of their needs either. Gordon Love,
1: knows. first pick. Well,
0: you know i don't I don't even I don't even mind that too much because, you know, there was so many good receivers in this draft that you could get a good receiver in the second, third round, but they didn't yeah. even take any.
1: I know, and they need they need weapons around, you know, around. Yeah. They,
0: yeah, had they, they, they They didn't they did not do a good job. Now, of course, the Ravens did a great job. They always do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that that organization is on top of things when it comes to the draft. They're gonna have a great one two punch with Mark Ingram and J and uh, and JK Dobbins. I cannot wait to see those two guys play alongside each other.
1: No kidding. And they had a good uh pick with Patrick Green as well. Or Patrick Queen, my bad. Yeah, yeah. They they, they done a really good job. They uh, did. I don't really have any other
0: teams that really stood out for, you know, being a big winner or loser, uh, in in my opinion. Uh, but you know the Browns did a pretty good job. We talked about a little bit about that uh, when we talked about the uh, the uh, Jedrick Wills selection there. So, you know, some of the some of the teams that have been known bottom feeders, uh, <laughs> you know, had a, had a pretty good draft.
1: Yeah, and I want to mention one other guy, and he did go to Green Bay, and this um, I believe he will he will do really well, and that's AJ Dillon. I was really high on the kid. He played at Boston College. He didn't get a lot of. You know, a lot of recognition. But, you know, I would say on the bottom of the screen on ESPN while I'm watching, watching the game, you know, he'll have 150, 200 yards rushing. I mean, it seemed like every game. So, right. I mean, he's a very good pick there for them. And I think he's going to have a really good career at Green Bay. But other than that, like you said, they, their draft was not really that good. Yeah, they, uh, he is a good back. He's a big bruising back. And uh, I'm
0: anxious to see how well he does in the passing game. Yeah, and how long he holds up because he took a lot of carries and a lot of hits in his college career. He did. He did. But anyway, I think that's 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 a wrap on tonight's episode. Uh we have some some fun things coming up in the next few episodes.
1: Uh um, oh, yeah.
0: we also have uh, Ricky and Lane working uh in the back, you know, behind the scenes, you know, they're they're working on some write ups and different things. So so as soon as all that stuff is posted, we're going we're gonna to share that with y'all so y'all can catch up on it, and we look forward to sharing that with y'all. Um, okay. But before we go, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Blackwood89. And I'm at J. Thomas Tide. And, of course, you can follow our podcast Twitter feed at TideTalk underscore pod. So that's all we got for tonight. We enjoyed the draft. We hope y'all did too. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode of us recapping everything. And until next time, roll Tide. Roll Tide.